podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You're listening to the Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance and I think it should never be permitted to happen again. Hello everyone and welcome to the Cricket Podcast and I've just messed up the beginning of another live show. Uh, we've got about a 50% ratio of getting them right at the moment, um, which isn't too bad, is it, to be honest? Um, we're talking about three IPL matches today. In reverse order, we're going to do Chennai Super Kings v Kolkata Knight Riders, the thriller that nearly was one of the greatest games in well, IPL history, let's say, uh, but was just very good in the end. Uh, <laughs> then we've got two slightly less good games, uh, only slightly less good, uh, Punjab Kings versus Sunrisers Hyderabad, and yesterday's match between Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals. I'm Jack Hope. I'm here with Max Roe Brown. How are you doing, Max Roe Brown? Hi, Jack. Uh, I've just just calmed down. Just uh, the pulse has just settled back to uh, to its uh, its well close to its resting rate. Um, it was uh, yeah a, a thriller of a game that we just just witnessed. And Ross Leg, how are you doing, Ross Leg? Well, I'm not going to let Max get away with not standing up and giving us a model of his shirt. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to go down well on the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all, I'm, all, I'm all right, mate. I'm all right. And I'm, uh, I, I'm buzzing for this. This is the best part of my day. So uh, let's do this. Oh, your day must have been terrible. Um, <laughs> do you want to give our listeners a few messages before we kick off with things? Yes, you should, yep, you should like and subscribe on our YouTube channel and share it with your friends. We, we want to grow. We want more questions from you guys. That's what we want to do. Um, we are sponsored by Woodstock Cricket and you can use the code, was it T25? on their website but we're sorting that out to uh, make sure you get tcp 25 whatever it is it's going to be it's going to be in the show notes so you can have a look there we'll post it up on our twitter when when it gets sorted um but if you want your cricket kit go to them uh that's good advice and uh if you'd like to give to the show directly you can do that by becoming a youtube member or via our patreon and there are a couple of know things you can earn and all of that uh max let's start with today's big big match the the i mean how good was it how good was it csk v kkr talk us through little summary please sure um yeah so uh today we saw a surprisingly effective csk team uh taking on a, a pretty and typically inconsistent kkr on on a deck that would perhaps surprise even the most ardent of flat earthers um because it, it was just <laughs> It it was ridiculous, um, and as uh, as you might expect, it was an absolute run fest. Um, CSK got off to a pretty decent start with uh, Faf de Plessis and and a rejuvenated uh, Rishraj Gaikwad, buoyed by his recent vote of confidence from uh, Stephen Fleming. Um, both both finding the boundary quite regularly with some ease, and while uh, while the spinners uh, Narayan and Trakavati did actually manage to exert a bit of control on proceedings, the the seamers uh, on the other hand were being flayed to all parts at over ten and over. And when Guy Quad went, Moain kept uh, kept things going, and followed by Dhoni and Jadeja providing the perfect finish to reach uh, two hundred and twenty three, which seemed a pretty uh, pretty tall order. Uh, that tall order looked even taller um sort of everest height perhaps when uh, kkr got off to the worst 
start they could possibly have imagined and um, rapidly fell via some terrible, terrible shots to 34 for five, at which point it looked game over. Enter Dre Russ and Dinesh Kartik, and when they were at the crease, KKR came fighting back. The two of them launched uh, a carpet bomb campaign with high-velocity missiles raining around the Wankidi, and CSK fielders falling over chairs and uh, and sort of just diving around to get out of the way by the looks of things. And uh, Andre Russell seemed intent on breaking the sound barrier at one point but um sadly all good things must come to an end and after after he raced to 50 he inexplicably left a straight ball from sam curran who makes things happen and uh and bowled him behind his legs leaving uh dinesh kartik and uh patrick cummins to take up the mantle for the rest of an unlikely chase but sam curran made things happen for csk and then he made things happen for kkr by getting pummeled for 30 and uh and we all thought that actually pat cummins might do the uh the unthinkable and score the last like 60 runs on his own but um Unfortunately, he ran out of people at the other end who could run, and <laughs> and they came agonisingly short in the final over. And another win for CSK. Come on, right, Max. Um, in a match which which literally had everything, mm. where do you think the best place to start uh, as a discussion point would be? Uh, <laughs> I, I I actually have absolutely no idea. Why don't we start chronologically and talk about Guy Quad and. Uh, and his um, turnaround in form. Uh, that sounds good. That sounds good. Um, he had been struggling. I, I 100% expected uh, Robin Utapar to yep. be playing today. I, I, they, in my mind, the decision was already made. Um, so, so I have I... a theory about this yeah. and CSK's, uh, CSK's um, recruitment. And perhaps it's actually uh, a bit of genius. What they've done is they've picked up uh, Pajara and they've got Utapa. And maybe they think, you know what? We really trust Guy Quad, and we don't want to be tempted into making changes uh, when he's not performing. So if we pick up two players that we really don't want to open with instead, we have no <laughs> choice but to stick with him until he comes good. That is, uh, a fail-safe to youth policy. I, li- I, li- I like that. Yeah, yeah um, that is, um, that's clever. Like They gave themselves a bit of stick, basically. To 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 <laughs> stick with uh, stick with Guy Quad, um, yeah, he was pretty good. Um, he he has been criticised on this podcast and elsewhere for a pretty low boundary percentage, uh, not being quite aggressive enough in the power play. But that wasn't the player we saw today. Um, so you have to say hats off to him there. Um, I think pretty helped at the other end. He had Faf Dupasi uh, taking a bit of pressure off. Uh, that was also a decent innings i thought i mean i've got down here that it it probably wasn't as good as 95 sounds um but it was a decent well (laughs) okay so in a match where both teams have scored 200 Mm -hmm. or almost 200 in fact no they both teams did score 200 if you score 95 off 61 of the balls then you aren't scoring at the rate of the match are you you're using up a lot of resources for less value than than you could be generating. And if you bat the whole way through, you've seen more balls. So you actually near the end should be able to hit more runs and, and like escalate that, that strike rate into, into the stratosphere. He's finished with a strike rate of 150. It's pretty good, um, but he didn't bat KKR out of sight. So I think decent innings, in, and decent innings is good, isn't it? Like, you know, if you have a decent knock, everyone's, everyone pats you on the back and buys you a beer. But I don't think it was extremely good, is what I'm saying. 
Okay, well, well I, th- I think it was a pretty good innings, actually. And I think um, if like, I think you underestimate how good Faf de Plessis is, and you also have to take into consideration how old Faf is. Like when he gets when he's past thirty balls, anything else is a bonus, mate. He, he's knackered after that point. Um, I think uh, it was a great performance from um, CSK. And regardless if uh, we think they should have hit more runs, they won by eighteen in the end. And um, the the MS Doney train r- 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 kind of carries on. Uh, yeah, I mean it does. It does. Um... Max, in terms of CSK batting, as a CSK super fan, mm-hmm. who else were you impressed with? Because it was, it was a pretty good, pretty good team performance again. Yeah, I, I was, I was impressed with the fact that they all did what they, uh, well, what what they needed to do in effect. In that uh, uh, Faf and uh, Guyquad got CSK off to a good start, and then you needed everyone to come in and and start attacking from uh, from the first ball, and they did that. Marin Ali showed again how versatile he is in T20, being able to take up the role of you know first first drop early on and uh, build an innings, and also come in and play number three when your first wicket falls after the thirteenth over or, or whatever it was, and uh, and keep the scoring scoring rate up. So that was good, and also you know we should we should mention that Dhoni. Uh, decided that he was the right man to come in and and do that role as well, and uh, he did actually manage to deliberately hit the ball for six at one point. <laughs> um, um, and 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 well, what what did he score? Seventeen, and the margin of victory was eighteen. So very important innings from uh, from the captain. So once again, Dhoni is the difference between the sides. Uh, <laughs> I think I think looking at the scorecard, Ravindra Jadeja, Ravindra Jadeja, six runs off one, one ball. ball. That's that is the perfect innings. That's yeah. what we should all aspire to be. Uh, on the bowling side, uh, it was carnage. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, there has been a hell of a lot of chat in the live chat about how much Sam Pat uh, Cummins has gone around the park here. Uh, yeah, Pat Cummins figures four overs, no maidens, um, no wickets, fifty-eight runs. Uh, <laughs> that is. One of the all-time batterings. Um, he I, finished net was, positive, though, didn't he? Did he? Did he finish net positive? I mean, do if you if you're rolling the team. I mean, I, I know what you mean. I, yeah. I do understand what you mean. <laughs> He's eight runs but, up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but if your role of the team is to like, you know, prevent the other team getting two hundred and twenty, um, this is a big, a big negative. What's up with Cummins? Is he just not a good T Twenty bowler? Do you reckon, Ross? Um, you remember what happened when Steve Smith first started playing Test cricket? He actually turned up as a leg spinner, right? So yeah, actually, I, yeah. think, I think this is what's actually happening with Pat Cummins. He's actually not that good of a bowler anymore, and he's <laughs> going to become a batsman, and that's going to be that's going to be the thing that actually happened. Um, it's it's interesting, right? They spent what is it one point seven million dollars on Pat Cummins last year? Something like that. It was a lot of money. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was he was the most expensive cricketer, wasn't he, from the IPL history at, at one point, and. There, there is just a bit where people like pace coming onto the ball. It was an absolute deck, as you say. And actually, when you've got, when, when you are so adept at hitting the ball in the way in which these elite level cricketers are, actually, they're not really phased by Pat coming bowling at kind of 86 miles an hour, 87 miles an hour. Um, it comes onto the bat a little bit sweetly and they can, they can trust where it's going. I think he was just a bit too predictable. Um, and unfortunately for him, went absolutely round the park, which uh, is always great to see an Aussie do that. So. Yeah, um, I was just looking at his career stats. Career average in the IPL, 32 with an economy rate over eight. That isn't too special, is it, Max? 
No, it's it's not, and I think uh, I think Ross has probably uh, touched on what what the what the issue is really, in that um, it's the the kinds of the sorts of change ups and uh, and um, and the length that he bowls. He sort of, I mean, he is able to bowl change ups. We've seen him bowl uh, very good off cutters and, and slow balls and things like that. But I, I I don't know whether he I don't know whether he, it's a, a game sense thing or, or or what. But he he does seem to. Um, just like to to throw it up there as fast as he can at times and on a on a day like today that is that is absolutely not the right thing to do um we also saw Sunil Narayan back in action uh it's good to see that he's added the front foot no ball to his repertoire <laughs> of illegal deliveries isn't it uh Ross I know you're not a you're not a big buyer of Sunil Narayan these days uh did you he, he went for less than 10 and over yeah he got wicket as well so yeah, fair fair enough. But there's just that bit. Was, some people in T20 in cricket in general get that one season too many, and I think Sunil de Ryan is in that is in that basket at the moment. Um, uh, fair enough. Um, before we move on to talking about CSK's uh, bowling innings and KKR batting, uh, let's quickly talk about how the wheels completely came off for Kolkata, shall we? So last six overs. Do you know off the top of your head how many runs they conceded? Uh, off the last six, I think it was well, 91. 91. 91. Oh, my God. Runs. Uh, how much of this, Max, do you reckon was bad bowling? How much of it was bad captaincy? How much of it was good batting? If you were going to apportion some blame here, uh, like we love to do on the on the <laughs> podcast. Uh, I think it's, it is, it's difficult to blame the captain when the ball is disappearing over the fielders on the boundary it sort of doesn't really matter where you put people does it when the ball is disappearing into the stands um i i think you have to you have to say that that maybe it was a, a case of um uh the the bowlers just just not really not really getting it right you know uh, it's difficult on that pitch to to keep the runs down as we saw but most of most of those you know, big boundaries that that uh, that we saw today were from length deliveries that were normal pace, and and they just I don't think there were enough. It was it was probably one of those days where actually you need to go back to to the Yorker. A lot of people don't like the Yorker anymore because obviously the margin of error is so high, and on a lot of other grounds that we've seen, the uh, the cutters and slower balls tend to be more effective because they stick in the pitch. But today I think actually the Yorker was probably the way to go, and we maybe didn't see uh, enough of that. So I, I, th- I thought it was interesting their approach because in the first couple of games um, they're playing at a different venue, but they were looking to bowl spin as much as much as possible in the power play, and they opened with Chakravarti, but then went with Cummings, and there was a bit for me where I mean you can see by the stats <laughs> that spinners were going for less, and actually it was quite a quite a change up from Owen Morgan and KKR. So it's quite it's quite interesting to see they're trying to play that horses for courses kind of thing here, and it's. Pride on them, big time, big time. Um, you know what else backfired on them? Their whole top five. <laughs> um, uh, Max, what the hell were they doing uh, in, in, in this scenario? Was this just blind panic? 
I think it genuinely, I was going to say, I think they just, yeah, they just, they kind of lost their heads a bit, didn't they? They they saw the total. They probably didn't really give them t- um, self time to think, actually, this this is a really good pitch and we're well in the game here if we just get a decent um, power play going. And they prob- and they just, I don't know, yeah, they just uh, just lost their heads. But I mean, the shots that they uh, they got out to were, were pretty poor, weren't they? I mean, there was um, uh, Rana's, Rana's shot where he got caught by... Doni flicking a well, it was a regulation leg stump, uh, full ball that should have disappeared, and he just hit it as high in the air as as he possibly could. Um, I think it was it was it Narine who tried to cut something that was on leg stump. I mean the the thinking was muddled and the, and the shots were 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 bad. Um, Deepak Jarhas done it again, doesn't he? Four wickets in the in the power play. He's um, he's a master. He's electric. He's this year. Is. I mean. He is. I think he's bowled the most overs in, in IPL history in the power play. So he's got a speciality. He's basically made a career out of this. So we shouldn't be, you know, completely be too blown surprised, away. No. Yeah, but um, but yeah, possibly the difference again. Also, we thought um, because right at the end of the power play, um, Andre Russell came to the crease uh, and he looked angry. He hit two two of his first four balls for boundaries. Um, it, it's kind of hard to describe Andre Muscle. Uh, Andre, Andre Muscle. Muscle. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Russell in um, in full flow because it's not it's not necessarily beautiful, but boy, is it scary and um, and it's pretty effective as well, isn't it, Ross? Uh, I, I, me, me being one of the best um, amateur bowlers known to man, I would be scared to bowl to a bit scared to be around Andre Russell when he's in that kind of mood. I mean. He he just has that ability just to absolutely destroy a human being, like the the like the abuse that he gave to like just the just just the destructive nature of it. Just to be like surely like, when when you take a penalty in football and you miss a penalty, you kind of want the ground to swallow you up. Um, but there is a bit there where when you're a bowler and your first ball gets launched for six, kind of weird. You got you got five more things that you've got to go and suffer at the hands of this monster. Um, it's, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty intimidating thing when he's on form. And again, we talked last IPL about how they actually use Andre Russell. And actually, is he a bit too lower down in that order? And should there be a bit more firepower in that top order when there's when there's chases like this? I don't know. Um, well, he was in early enough today, wasn't yeah. he? Let's be honest. <laughs> uh, I, I do. It was good to see him back performing. Um, unfortunately, we sort of are going to have to talk about him being out because. It, it genuinely looked like they were gonna. I mean, Max, Max, when they were when they were five down, um, you and I were messaging each other in the TCP WhatsApp group, and um, and you were saying you asked, "Is it ridiculous that I don't think this game is over yet?" And then, like that was about three balls into Andre Russell's. Yeah, innings. I think what was it about? Yeah, like fifty for five or something around that. Yeah, yeah. second fastest fifty of the IPL this year. Um, and and it and and he'd taken the chances up to twenty five percent, apparently according to to, to Winviz, which was which was pretty astonishing considering they were thirty three for five, basically <laughs> two hundred and twenty to win. Um, but it all did come to an end thanks to t- Tom 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 Sam. Curran. I mean, I think Tom Curran came on a bold and over later. But, um, <laughs> but Sam Curran, why did he do that? Why did he do that? He ruined the game. For, for us didn't they really uh I, I i don't i still to this moment don't know what what uh what happened i mean i assume he was it 
He thought it was going to be a wide and tried to get his pads out of the way so that it didn't flick his pads so he didn't get the wide. What I don't understand is why he didn't do what he'd done to every other half-tracked uh, leg side delivery up to that point and smack it for six as far as, as far as he possibly could. It was bizarre. Yes, it was really bizarre because it was exactly the same area that Cummins hit two huge sixes off Curran um, a little bit later on in the game. Anyway, he was out and then he did something sort of unusual, uh, didn't he, Ross? He, was, he sat up on the steps and uh, in, in pads with his bat and gloves uh, and, and helmet, helmet behind yeah. him. Yeah, didn't get changed, just sat there looking pensive for most of the rest of the innings. Um, why did he do that? So Vic London's highlighted it in the um, in one of the super chats and saying that Sam Curran actually gave him a bit of like, the the small man syndrome that Sam Curran will definitely have and his brother will definitely have. Um, I I reckon it was kind of a ploy. It was just like we've got him out, but actually I'm going to sit on the sideline and still try and intimidate kind of CSK here and see what I can do and try to telepathically be Andre Muscle um, <laughs> in, in in that kind of in, in that thing. So yeah, it's a, it a pretty pretty strange behaviour, but. See, I think, here's my theory on this. I I think that he knew that in that innings, he was playing about as well as anyone can play. Like the the game of cricket. I don't know. He he had taken, well, I mean, he is one of those people that can transcend um, the the sort of sport in a sense and and, and take it to another plane. Uh, And I think he knew as well that if he carried on playing the shots he was playing against the bowlers he was facing on the pitch that he was playing on, KKR were going to win this. Mm. And so my theory is that he was basically sitting there upset with himself that he had, in his mind, blown the opportunity to play maybe the greatest innings of his his entire career. Um, like, if you think about it, th- this that kind of position uh, and that kind of performance is why a lot of these players, what motivates a lot of these players. That's why they turn up at nets and hit thousands of balls. It's why they, you know, hit the gym and, and turn themselves into Andre muscle. Um, and he, he had got himself, he'd started, he, he, he'd got the start. He was batting well with Dinesh Kartik, who was looking good. Um, CSK at this point were basically in disarray. They didn't know where to bowl to him. Um, and then he got out and he got out in a way that, that was incredibly incredibly soft it was a, to, to, to like a, a slot ball on leg yeah. stump one that he could have hit I mean he could have probably broken the the airspeed record with um with, with, a, with a group with a cricket ball had he played a shot to that so I, I think it was just like straight up you know well, do, you, do you remember when when we used to play cricket kind of when you play amateur cricket and I'm not comparing the two there but when somebody gets out and then get so angry at themselves they walk around the other side of the pitch and just sit by themselves and it's like that self-hatred but I can completely buy into what you're talking about there Jack I'm, I'm, I'm loving that theory that seems like the logical theory but I I, I actually I actually have a different uh, a different thought about it have you ever played the uh, the PlayStation game Abe's Odyssey I have yep yeah so the character uh, obviously his special power is that he can take control of uh, of his enemies and 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 mind control them and i believe what's happened is that andre russell has uh, got so angry at um at, uh, at being out he's actually gone to sit there and take control of sam curran's body through his mind so that when he comes back to bowl at next over he dishes up a bunch of pies 
to uh, Pat Cummins and he can vicariously live the over that he wished he'd had against Sam Curran. And as we all know, when you're trying to uh, take control of someone's brain, it, it requires intense concentration and you have to sit there staring uh, avidly at, at the subject. And, and I believe that that is most likely um, reason for what we saw. Well, they're all theories. Um, let us know what you think is uh, is what was going through Andre Russell's head. Uh, was it was it mind control? Was he a bit upset, uh, or did he realise he'd he'd you know blown his shot at greatness? Um, at that point, I did think it was game over. I thought it was game over at thirty three for five. I, I probably thought it was game over at two hundred nineteen in the first innings. Uh, when Andre Russell was out, though, I was like, this is I'm I'm ninety percent sure this is the actual game over moment. Uh, but it did, didn't exactly turn out that way, did it, uh, Max? You've, you've, you've talked about Pat Cummins and, and the treatment he gave Sam Curran, but let's go into a little bit more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, what the hell? <laughs> what the hell was Sam Curran doing? Yeah, well, I think, I think what had happened is that uh, um, CSK had had exactly the same thought as you, Jack, and that they thought, uh, on multiple occasions, they'd thought this game was over. After they'd uh, taken the last over for... What was it? Nineteen twenty off the off the last over of their innings. They probably thought that that was like the the clincher at thirty three for five. They probably thought, well, this is in the bag, and and you could sort of see that in some of the bowling that they dished up to Andre Russell. And then once they got a bit scared again and got Andre Russell out, they probably once again sat back into the thought of, okay, this is dead now, and um, and just sort of forgot that they actually did need to close out the game and gave Pat Cummins a perfect opportunity to smash his way up to what was it, the third quickest 50 in the IPL um, this this year because there was just a lot of I mean Sam Sam Curran that over he bowled to Pat Cummins that went for, for 30 he just bowled it in the same place five times in a row yeah it was, didn't try and do anything didn't come over the wicket uh, it was it was brainless cricket really brainless cricket um, because it was clear you know Pat Cummins has got a hitting game like he's not He's, he's not, not a mug. A mug. No. He's not a mug with the bat. But he is still, you know, Pat Cummins. This isn't this isn't Andre Russell and Pat Cummins are very different beasts. Uh if 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 Andre Russell fancies it, like he he's gonna take a bowler for 30 at some point in the next two years. You can all you can pretty much guarantee, or something like that's gonna happen. Uh Pat Cummins isn't in that bracket, so you really sort of do have to feed him balls in his swing arc. He doesn't have the the ver- versatile enough game to to plunder you know, twenties on on the reg. Otherwise, uh, well, I, I he's, just he's, uh, I think um, Ayush has put a good stat in the old live chat saying that Cummings is now the only the fourth player in IPL history to have two thirty scores in an over. So, so maybe maybe that's it. Maybe it's feast or famine for the cum dog. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, that that got CSK back in the game or KKR back in the game. It came down to the last few overs. Let's rattle through the end of this because we've been talking about this game for for a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, what was all that running about? Because uh, this has come up to, in two of our Twitter questions. We've had one from Rick and one from Udit. Um, they want to know, like, why why are the guys running with Cummins not, like, sort of vaguely aware of their role uh, in that situation, Max? I absolutely have no idea what Prashid Krishna was doing in that in that last over. 
I it was it was beyond belief. I mean, um, it was a good move earlier on from from Doni to move uh, <laughs> to get to get Galtam out of the way of where the ball was going because he <laughs> he looks like the worst subfielder in the history of cricket. Uh, he what did he do the other day? He came on and dropped the ball for six, and today <laughs> he just picked one up and threw it over the boundary for for four. That was good. Um, so yeah, getting getting uh, Jadeja in the in the right right place and uh, where he wanted to be probably should have done that a bit sooner. Um, and and that kind of put the pressure on the run. Um, and made it a little bit more uh, more relevant. Um, I think Chak uh, Chakravarti uh, sort of got the idea in the end. I mean, he kind of didn't want to go for that run, but realised once he was called through that that was what he needed to do. Um, I don't think he would have made it anyway, so it didn't matter. But yeah, Prashid, Prashid Krishna, uh, I honestly don't... Uh, surely someone would have told him before he went out that your job here is to try and get to the other end. Like they 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 said on the commentary he didn't even didn't even try and steal a yard at the non-strikers end which uh um I mean you I mean, been embarrassing that situation yeah. probably <laughs> just, you would just mancad them at that uh, that that point so I don't know why they were saying that but they I mean it's, it is a good point that he didn't you know he didn't set off quickly did he he just sort of like he tried down and then and then stuttered as if like oh do we actually want these runs like you need 20 off the last over of course you need the runs just go just run your job is to sprint as fast as you can uh 20 yards and then do it again so, so Max um from Swadid on the live chat it says uh, who was worse Varun or Krishna uh oh oh Krishna because I mean I mean I mean uh Chakravarti he um I mean, yeah, he he didn't quite get get the idea when he was out there, but ultimately it didn't. I don't think it cost them anything. When <laughs> maybe they just wanted to back their was, ability, they were like was, get me down the strikers' no. end. I mean, <laughs> when, I mean, when he was run out, he I mean he started, but he was there was never two there in a million. He could have you know he he could have set off yesterday and he wouldn't have made it. So I mean <laughs> I, I I wouldn't. I'm not so bothered about that. It's it's Prashid Krishna where you can genuinely see that the stutter has cost them in the in the first ball of the over. Right, so that was the end of that game. Uh, Ross, we'll do anything we've got through in the chat in a second, but um, Rick and Trueback, uh, Ashwin, etc. On on Twitter, I think we've got all of your questions. We've managed to weave them in very nicely, but thank you for sending them over. Um, Ross, anything on the uh, chat before we move on to yeah. the other two games? There sure is. From so from uh, Aswad Chowdhury, uh, that match was really good. Pat Cummins, imagine if he bats like that more often. Proud KKR fan accepting our top order collapse. <laughs> um, if you go to the top order collapse a little bit, um, Garib, Ritesh, Ayush, Navith, Shashank, I mean, nearly everybody in there has said, what is going on with Owen Morgan? And actually, well, we, we've, we've talked a lot about MS Dhoni retiring, but Dhoni's, Dhoni's winning. Morgan is not winning. Morgan, Morgan is, what, he's embarrassing himself a little bit at the IPL stage um he's not to be honest I I think and we may have talked about this last season um so we, we we've definitely talked about on this podcast that we're not like Morgan super fans when it comes to captaincy and particularly we've we've talked about the distinction between strategic and tactical captaincy in that if you want someone if you want a captain to, to build a big picture for your team and and be there over five years develop a team culture and have a direction to take your your team then then he he's probably a pretty good guy to do that he's he has and he's, he's done that really well with England uh, providing you know sort of a template for the white ball teams to 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 play in and then building an environment um where where, where players who previously maybe looked a bit average um were able to go out and express themselves 
The other side of that is tactical captaincy, and that's deciding who bowls when and where the fielders stand. Uh, and I think at that level, we've been pretty critical of Morgan. Um, I, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think his cricketing mind, as it were, is in the top tier. I mean, I also don't think, to be honest, that captains make that much difference um, in, in in a game of cricket. Um, I, I think a lot of it, uh, as long as I don't blow it too badly, they can get away with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I don't think Morgan's like, necessarily does anything that that is particularly bright. Um, the bat is the problem for him, though, isn't it? If we're being honest, and 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 it has been in the IPL historically as well. He he's not really ever had a good IPL. I don't I don't know whether that's because of the pitches. Don't know whether that's because the competition level's higher than it is in um, bilateral series, which is where he plays most of his games for England. But uh, um, he does. He's going to have to do something at some point. Otherwise, it's it's bye bye Morgan, isn't it, Max? Well, well, Max, before you go, Vic, Vic London said there's a Morgan effigy burning at his house <laughs> after the podcast. So get around and see that. Um, yeah, I, I think. Well, on your point about what it what it is um, about Morgan, I think uh, it's probably worth highlighting that his best IPL came last year when they weren't playing in India. So there, mm. there might be might be something in that. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's it's uh, it's a big concern, especially when um, the the man who he replaces captain has suddenly looked like he's uh, hit a bit of form with the bat as as well. Um, uh, uh, ultimately, you know, the uh, the leadership team make make their own decisions. I don't know whether the captaincy has has affected him. Maybe that maybe it's the extra pressure. But yeah, I would I would be worried if I were Owen Morgan about how I'm playing. Hey. Um, well, that wraps up all of the live chats other than from Vipor, who says, sending his hard-earned tech scam money, spend it in good health and stop with a bad prediction. CSK uh, for champions. CSK why for would champions. we stop with the bad predictions? That's that's 80% of this channel's growth is around yeah. uh, the, the 4-1. Barring, embarrassing <laughs> T20 prediction, isn't it? That was just uh, new. <laughs> yeah, well, look what happened. Shock, 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 hope. Um bringing home the listeners. Let's move on to the, this morning's game. And I don't think we really need to spend too long on this because um, it was rubbish. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually really glad that there are two other matches for us to talk about today so that we don't have to do a whole show on the garbage that these two bottom feeders of franchises managed to, to, to serve up for us. Um I haven't really got a, a, a summary, more a list of things that I didn't like. Uh, <laughs> nice. So, first of all, they played on a pitch which looked like it had been ploughed. Um, <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't even like the normal Chennai rubbish. And I look. I, I'll be honest. I absolutely hate watching cricket matches at the Chepawak Stadium. Uh, I, I. I just. I, I'm not. Uh, I'm not really a lover of low-scoring T20s. Uh, I think 150. There should be the, the minimum score in a T20. If I was in, if I was a dictator, it'd be 150 is where we start the game. Um, if you go below that, uh, everyone goes in the sea, uh, which conveniently at Chennai is quite close by. Uh, second, uh, Punjab Kings probably picked the worst team that they could possibly have picked i think uh, within reason i mean they could have just picked all of the people nobody's ever heard of but they managed to uh, I, I, you know i'm not even going to go into it they they, they... Well, let's let's do it they left two of their most expensive ever players on the bench <laughs> and it's not even like two of, the, two of their best bowlers regardless of how they've been performing they are better bowlers they picked moises henriquez for goodness sake the guy is um, stealing a living mm. I, 
I've got some more stats on this. Yeah, the, the team section was awful. And then the way they backed that up with the bat was like diabolical. I mean, you, only, you know you only need to get about 135 to be competitive. And they can't, they can't even do that. They're a, they're a circus. They're a circus, boys. They managed to lose this match against SRH, who, you know, have, been, have, have plumbed new depths themselves in this tournament. It's, it's in the battle of the... I don't want to say the word. You're not really allowed to use the <laughs> word anymore. But there's a, a, a derogatory word. And, and, no, and that's what's in my history. mind. And, and in, in that battle, to lose so comfortably is truly, truly astonishing. Um, I don't want to ask too many questions about this, but unfortunately, our dumb asses run a cricket podcast. <laughs> so uh, we have to, and we've committed to covering the IPL. Um, Ross, do you think this was the worst planned and worst executed performance in the history of cricket or do you think it's only in the top five? I mean, it's a, it's a pretty good one. I mean, um, England over the years have definitely picked the wrong team on a couple of occasions. Um, I think today it was really interesting because Sunrisers Hyderabad only picked three, three genuine batsmen. So all Punjab had to do was get out two of those and they probably would have won the game. Their, their tail started at four. Regardless of what you said, they dropped Samad, which is... Crazy. He was injured. Okay, that's still, still I'd, I'd play, crazy. I, I'd play an injured Samad over Vijay Shankar. I'll tell you that for free. Um, when it comes to their approach, why would you not pick Jai Richardson? Like, I, I don't. I, like Riley Meredith, I can understand being taken out of the firing line and Chris Jordan maybe coming in for that game. But I really, really don't understand why you'd pick Moises Henriquez to come into <laughs> that place. Um, it, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. And I think, here are some. Um, Here are some better options, I think. So the, the, these are, you can see what they were trying to do. They were trying to pick a team that had a bunch of spinners in. So the, on the, the, the cow field that they're mm. playing on, uh, they'd be able to you know, spin a web and keep SRH to a really low score or you know, get a medium score and defend it. The problem, the, one of the main problems I've got with this plan is that the spinners they picked were uh, uh, diabolical in comparison <laughs> with some of their better players. So they, they had to bowl four rows of Deepak Huda, career economy, eight, average, 51. I mean, that's not, it, it doesn't matter how helpful the conditions are. You're just not giving yourself a chance there. Moises Henriquez, uh, career economy, over eight, average, 32. Fabian Allen, he's never played in the IPL, completely un, like a completely unknown quantity there. Murugan Ashwin, his economy, just under eight. He's not too bad. Average of 33. They have Ravi Bishnoi on the bench, who took loads of wickets from last year. They have Ishan Perel on the bench, who averages 16 in the Syed uh, Mushtakali trophy. And they could even, I mean, instead of Moises Enriquez, they could have played David Milan, who registered for the IPL auction as an all-rounder and bowls leg spin regularly in T20 cricket. Like, like really regularly. They just had, they had all of these better options and instead they've gone for like, you know, the worst. What do they do? Pick these guys out of a hat. Have, you, have you ever played 52 <laughs> card pickup where you get a pack of cards to just drop it on the floor? That see seems like, yeah, see, yeah. see what happened. But that genuinely feels like their approach today. Um, it's not yeah. a good look for them, especially with it's the players so they bad. have at their disposal. And yeah. we said, it, we said it was going to take a bit of time for them to gel. 
But you've got if you're trying to get a team to gel, you don't just pick all the fringe players who you've bought as a joke at the auction and go here, you go come and play. They said it was absolutely mad what their approach was, and they they couldn't have had a better team to play against. Sunrisers Hyderabad, rock bottom of the table, like. Yeah, look, I, I can't, I can't explain any more about that. With the um, players they picked as well, they even managed to get that wrong <laughs> and sent Shahrukh Khan in after Moises and Ricas. Yeah, who's yeah. The, like, who's the one guy who's been actually playing pretty? pretty I well just can't believe that. Moises and Ricas is in in anyone's team. I can't believe I, I watched IPL. him. I watched him in the blast uh, at Surrey a few years ago, and uh, <laughs> and he was he was so average. Like just so unbelievably average. I don't. I don't know what they were thinking. Can Let's we talk about. I was going to say, yeah. Go on. SRH. Yeah. Um, is that what you were going to say, Ross? I hope so. You took the words right out of my mouth. Good. Um, because you know it was a total gift for them, and and you can only beat the teams that are in front of you. Uh, but they did win comfortably. Uh, probably the big news is that they've uh, broken glass in case of emergency, and Kay Williamson is back in the side which we kind of suspected might happen at some point based on how they were going. Uh, Kane Williamson, is he the saviour, Ross? Uh, I like having Kane Williamson in the side. I think they're, we've talked about their structural issues. Um, I don't think they picked their best side they had available to them today, but they have won. Um, if they were playing anybody else, I think they would have lost, um, which is, that's just the crux of the matter. Um, David Warner and Johnny Best, they've, is the best opening partnership they're going to possibly have. Having Kane Williamson at three, that is a pretty solid top order, but it does mean that the rest of their lineup is relatively weak. Um, it's going to be difficult, I think, if uh, if uh, one of them might have to drop out. Like, not having Holder, not having Sha- um, what's that, Naby, that they might just struggle to find the rest of the overs moving forward. But today it worked. So, I see. I think. I think we've we've seen enough of their local talent with the bat um i reckon they've got a better chance of making the playoffs from this point if they just hope that williamson warner and bearstow all have pretty good ipls and and they can you know because they i mean like look sunrisers they do have a good bowling attack and they've got some good local bowlers uh, i think that will become slightly more obvious when they don't have to play in a sewer every game but they, you know, like that's just how the schedule is, isn't it? Um, but I do think like Natarajan and I think Bhuvneshwar Kumar on on wickets where you can bowl quickly are are, are really good options. And obviously Rashid Khan's great. Um, I I I think you don't need that many runs to give them a chance. And whilst Warner, Bearstone, Williamson, you know, by themselves, probably none of them are Andre Russell or something. But they they are all pretty consistent performers, and actually Warner and Bairstow have got pretty good shouts at this point to 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 take home the orange cap, as we sort of predicted before the tournament. Uh, let's let's finish on Bairstow on this, and we'll see if there are any um, any quick questions. Maybe one quick question or something. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk about it for much longer. <laughs> um, Bairstow, how impressive has he been this IPL? How out of ten, how's his tournament going so far? Well, Max, you take that one. Um, I I would give him a, a, a strong eight. Um, he's been um, far and above the uh, best of the SRH batting lineup so far. Um, don't recall him 
uh, failing, I think he'll just be really frustrated that he hasn't uh, managed to kick on because basically, as as we've uh, kind of alluded to, with the rest of their batting lineup, if they were going to win a game, they needed Johnny Bairstow to basically be there at the end or like take it down to them needing like 20 or 40. Otherwise, it all collapses and that's what we've seen. So today, you you saw that. You saw the fact that he knew that today and he was super, super careful just to make sure that they got the points. And it almost got to a point, actually, where we were like, could they still blow it? Like, needing one a ball for the last three overs? Could they still blow it? But uh, a timely a timely six from him. And um, he, uh, I think he, he was good today in that he basically took on responsibility of what he knew the SRH needed to do to get the points. Um, so it was a, a mature innings from him. Ross, any, any questions on this game? Yeah, so uh, Ravi's come in and said, uh, Ross, you have to talk about Kedar Yadav being in the side. And there's been a couple of people like Path talking about Manish Pandey is the best fielder in Sunrisers Hyderabad. Great utilisation at 12th man. Um, I mean, pa- Pandey's hit some runs. Pandey's cost him a couple of games um, already with his his own KL Rahul style approach to batting. Um, I do think that Pandey is better than Yadav, though. I'm not sure Yadav should be in the side. Jack, what do you think on that front? Um, Much of a muchness? Yeah, I don't really care. I have to be honest. Uh, Sometimes, I know it's our job to pass judgment, but sometimes I just can't summon the will. Um, Well, there were three guys in there that were basically just, thanks for coming, weren't they? So Pandy would only have been one of those. Yeah, I can see a few people disagreeing with me in the chat. Darshan sent us a, a super chat pointing out that Hayden, Hussey, McCullum, Watson, Dhoni, Rayner and Morkel will have great records on that Chennai pitch. Yeah, look, they do. Um, I I don't like it. And it's, look, it's, 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 it's perfectly acceptable for me not to like it and other people to like it. It's just, it's not the type of cricket or it's not the type of T20 cricket I love watching. Uh, and I think it's probably, you know, a particularly abysmal venue if you like you know, high-scoring T20 matches when they I think play consecutive matches. Yeah, so it. it's quite um, it's quite poignant this year because there's so many in such a short space yeah. of time that both makes it more obvious compared to the things games like we saw at Mumbai, but also makes it harder to get the pitch to a uh, a standard that maybe you could score 160 on um, because with repeated games and you know it always being uncovered, it's just going to get worse and worse and worse. Yeah, uh, Ross Leg. Would you like to move us on to the uh, third and final match that we'll be talking about today? Yep. So yesterday, last year's winners and runners-up faced off against one each. Faced off against one each. One each one other? other. One another. That's the English I was looking for in Chennai. Uh, Mumbai Indians last year had the wood over Delhi, um, but this time they were out strategized and outplayed. Eighty-five-year-old <laughs> Amit Mishra dazzled and ripped out the heart of the Indians as Ishan Kishan and Jayant Yadav nerdled them to a competitive, well, almost competitive total. Um, Delhi, in reply, they were calm. They were collected. The informed Darwan kind of battled away with Steve Smith and then Lalit Yadav, before Hetmeyer, saw them home um, with just about an over to spare. Uh, I think it was a pretty big deal for Delhi Capitals as they vanquished someone who, yeah, as, as I said, had the wood over them. Um, whereas Mumbai Indians, I don't actually think will be that concerned at the loss. Um, Jack, I see you've um, put on your very fashionable yep. Mumbai Indians top. That is that is really quite... I like the zip. The zip's a nice little wood. Yeah, it's... it's uh, I can that, that's it. just in case... That's, that's just in case the match is getting a bit too much, isn't it? <laughs> um, but so let's, let's start... Let's start here with... Um, 
what can only be described as a genius move by Rishabh Pant to open with Stoinis. Who saw that coming? I think you can see that coming. He's done it in the Big Bash quite a few times. Um, it's, 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 you know, in his skill set to open the batting. And, and, you know, arguably, and we've talked about this before as well, um, arguably he would be better utilised at the top of the order because he doesn't often hit a particularly high strike rate. He might have a, like a decent strike rate overall, but he's not the sort of guy who can come in at five, like, or four even, like A.B. de Villiers, let's say, uh, go hard from ball one and score, say, 60 off 30 balls near the end of the innings. That's not so, really Ross, when, his when do we set. break it to Jack that we're talking about the bowling? Uh, probably in about five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what happened there, uh, in my mind. I'm going to go in. I'm going to justify this point about Stoinis opening the batting. <laughs> Didn't even I don't know. Pretty sure in Darwin, they're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> I was thinking back to the game. But why has he started with the second innings? Oh, I don't even remember Stoinis opening the batting. <laughs> so he was bowling his medium dibbly bowlers. Yeah. I'm going to come to you. What do you think about Mark Stoinis opening the bowling? Uh, I, was, I was very surprised to see Marcus Stoinis opening the bowling. Uh, the first over went pretty well. Uh, I was surprised that they then gave him another uh, uh, over because I thought it was possible that that might end up going for 20. But uh, no, got got the key wicket. Turned out to be a masterstroke. You know, if, if you touch it and it turns to gold, who's to question you? So so that so that was one part of their strategy. The other strategy, uh, so I'm just going to cover Delhi Capitals here, but around picking Steve Smith. Um, Jack, we've we've kind of panned him, and on Twitter, you definitely took some stick yesterday around going, "Why look, Steve Smith is not the answer to Delhi Capitals' problems?" But actually, right. they picked they picked him in a certain role. There, is that the right thing to do? Is the wrong thing to do? What, what what do we want our listeners to know? So, I had a problem with quite a few of the strategic choices, and I had, I tweeted about Stoyness as well. I can't. So, I, I I was watching the game for people who who. Uh, think we just make this all up and sometimes get lucky. Um, had to, I tweeted about that as well. Um, I thought their selection in general was a bit weird. I didn't really understand why they went with two off spinners and not Axar Patel. Um, that didn't make loads of sense to me. I can't, I you know, I, I can't really justify that. Um, and I, I think Steve Smith doesn't make much sense either. So if we break that down a little bit more. Obviously, off-spinners, they match up really well against left-handers. They're not so good against anyone else. Um, it's not like Mumbai Indians have eight left-handers or something like that. They're, they're a reasonably well-balanced side. Uh, so there's you, if when you pick two off-spinners and you expect to bowl a lot of overs with those off-spinners, you do open yourself up to a situation where one of them is just serving the ball up to someone like Kyron Pollard. Um, as it turns out, they got away with that one. And the results, you know... Uh, the result went for them and the results of the two spinners um, were decent enough as well. Well, it wasn't um, even decent enough, right? Amit Mishra absolutely was, was, was brilliant. So yeah, I, think I think he's the leading, think... leading wicket-taker for Delhi in history. Like, well, he is, Amit Mishra is the leg spinner. Yeah, so, yeah, he is, yeah. So I'm talking about specifically the off-spinners uh, in, in this selection point. Oh, and then the, the Steve Smith one as well. Um, so the, the I guess the logic behind it is that he will be good on a turning wicket uh, because he's Steve Smith and he's a good batter. Uh, and that would be absolutely true if they were playing a test match, but they aren't, or they weren't rather. Um, in T20 cricket, Steve Smith, who is actually quite a slow batsman in the first place, scores even slower against spin bowling. Uh, it's not 
it's not a data-driven decision. That that's just you know, oh, you know, Steve Smith looks good in the nets against spin. Uh, we've seen him. We saw. We've seen him score like 150 at Pune a few years ago uh, in a in a test match. Like probably he'll be great here, but um, there's no there's no evidence for that. Uh, so I, I thought Delhi lined up with a with a kind of a weird side overall. Um, look, the result worked out for them. Um, so maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think probably the decision making there was a bit lackluster. And and I think if you repeat bad decisions, like picking Steve Smith in your side, um, you will eventually lose cricket matches. So uh, Max, I don't know if you agree with me, but I'm actually the opinion that Delhi played this really well. I thought last year they got their tactics wrong against Mumbai Indians in all three times that they lost to them. Um, and on this occasion... I thought that they did well to mix up mix up the mix up the approach. What, what do you think? Um, I I think that they were a little bit lucky uh, with how it went in the end. Um, on the Steve Smith point, I I would normally I'd say uh, picking Steve Smith for the sort of game probably isn't that bad an idea because you're very unlikely to need that higher strike rate, and he's sort of the kind of player that actually might be quite useful for a game like this. Um, which it did sort of turn out to be the case. But having said that, he takes up an overseas slot when you have someone like Rahane in your team. So I don't see the real, I don't think there's that much of a benefit of picking. I know Rahane's not played that well this year, but I don't think you're going to get that much more out of Steve Smith to use up an overseas slot when you have someone like Rahane that you could bring in. Um, I mean, ultimately, I think the picking Amit Mishra was, uh, was. The, the the thing that, that swung this game. Uh, I think if Delhi were chasing another 10 runs, they might not have, have got there. I think um, they were a little uh, lucky, when I say lucky, that, uh, you know, <laughs> Mishra took four wickets, so a lot of a lot of uh, plaudits to him. But I think Mumbai, they lost all that, they lost like that, that middle order collapse happened at sort of around like their eighth, ninth over, didn't it? And I think uh, for me, what it looked like is that they were, basically thinking okay we're getting towards the stage now where it's gonna become really difficult to bat so we need to cash in here and they kind of you know <laughs> fluffed their lines a bit um <laughs> skied a couple um which were you know straight to straight to the fielders in the in the deep and that ultimately left them with having to rebuild and not quite getting a, getting a score up to where they wanted it to be and um in reply i think delhi probably should have started a bit quicker and i thought they were going to possibly um fall to the same fate as sunrisers have in um in recent games and that they hadn't quite got enough on the board uh, up front <laughs> but uh, as as it happened in the end um uh, that was that was not to be the case and i think uh, hetmeyer with a with a lust, couple of lusty blows at the end uh was was key to them making it over the line well thanks for that max uh, jack in terms of the mumbai indians lineup so they've managed to get themselves across the line last year their batting was unbelievable um in, in the uae here at chennai um they've they've struggled a little bit to adapt the bowling has got them out of jail a couple of times isn't it uh, is is this going to be a case that we see them struggling for the next couple of games before they get to a you know, a, a more truer batting deck than Chennai? Um, sorry, Ross, I was slightly distracted by the fact that it sounds like you're talking to us from next door there. Um, but but um, I, I guess to answer your question, uh, this is obviously not the 
ideal ground to play the type of cricket that they want to play. Uh, and, and I think that they will probably improve as they move to Eden Gardens or wherever it is that they head on their merry travels next. Um, I, I do overall think that a little bit, I actually think that that what we're seeing from from Mumbai is is kind of their versatility to an extent. Um, I don't. I, I think you know over the four matches, what have we seen? We've seen them, you know, win two quite close ones, lose two quite close ones, uh, all while basically playing in the worst possible conditions they could play in. Uh, and 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 it was you know it's not unrealistic to think that they could actually be four and oh here yeah. they could have they could have won all four i mean it's, it's similarly they could have lost but um i i've been pretty impressed with them i, I still that i haven't seen anything i think is where i'm going with this i haven't seen anything that suggests to me that they shouldn't still be favorites to win the ipl as a whole okay fair enough um, well, in terms of Delhi's batting performance, we've kind of touched upon it, Max. I think you said right about Hetmeyer kind of adding in that extra juice. Um, we need to talk about Darwin. Darwin is on a hot purple streak here, boys. That we've, we said at the start hot that purple. he could hot purple. Huh. That's what if I, if I wanted to. If I wanted KKR, uh, he's he's looking brilliant, and he's, he's he's batted in different ways, right? He's adapted his style and still hit runs at different places. Like that, that's a sign of a of a great batsman. We're, we're lucky to be watching him right now, aren't we? I mean, he's having the season of his life. Well, one of the seasons of his life. He's, he's sort of done this before, um, Darwin, I think. He's, he is um, in that top category of batters, I think, in or top category of opening batters in, in this tournament. Um, he's probably, if we're being honest, a little bit unlucky to be Indian um, because otherwise he'd he'd be, you know, touring the world as, a, as an opening batter in all formats, you'd think. Um <laughs> As it is, he's sort of he's nailed down the ODI spot, but uh, it looks like when I mean, we saw him for one game in the in the T20 series against England, but it, it's unlikely, I think, that he'll get back in uh, to their T20 side for the World Cup later in the year. Uh, he, yeah, I don't know. He's uh, what, what more to say? He, it, we, we, I, it feels like every time we watch Delhi that we 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 mention that he's. Um, we're watching Darwin. We, we could uh, we, we could ask whether we think that Shikhar Darwin was forty five for one or forty five for two. Uh, yesterday i didn't i didn't i did actually walked out the room for this and by the time i came back into the room the game had moved on um max talk us through what you mean um yeah well uh there was a i think he he it was a leading edge he was trying to trying to flick it uh flick it into the leg side caught leading edge and it flew fairly sharply to uh to hardik pandya who thought he'd taken a, a really good sharp diving catch and uh obviously it went upstairs it was one of those where um it wasn't i don't think it was entirely clear where the whether the fingers were under the ball or or not there was um uh it's that sort of <laughs> sort of case where you the fingers go into the grass and they disappear so you don't actually know whether the fingers are underneath the ball or not um so uh hardik pandya clearly seemed to think that he'd he'd got it but that's obviously not uh not an indication but in in uh yeah it was it was a, a, f- a foreshortening of the of the camera classic uh third umpire <laughs> review where you guess you just have to go don't really know. I'll go with a soft signal. Unfortunately, I didn't see what the soft signal was, so uh, I assume it was. Well, not there's, well, there's no there's no soft signal for the IPL because Is of all the who yeah because of all the hoo ha in the England versus India series. Um, BCCI were just like nah, we're not having that anymore, so um, they got rid of it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, I think that wraps up. Uh, well, you know, there's plenty of people asking: Is Darwin sexy? Um, Prashat, yes, Pretty he is. Sexy. Um, yeah. 
We've also got a couple of questions from Ravi around Liam Livingston has left because of the bio bubble. Um, that's yeah. a blow to Rajasthan Royals. Um, yeah. We thought he should be playing instead of, Raj, instead of um, David Miller, but not anymore, we'll see we what don't. happens there. No. I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going to happen someone now. Else now then? Well, I, well, I was messaged by a guy called Gopal on um, Instagram earlier today, and it was talking about with the biosecure bubble kind of being in place, and they're probably going to be in place for probably at least the next this IPL and probably the next IPL, should there actually be some kind of loan system between bio bubbles? So actually, some of the players, some of the backup players who aren't playing for some of the other franchises, could they be loaned to someone like Rajasthan Royals who are in all kinds of bother at the moment with their overseas? Or is it just a case of waiting until the allotted time where you can swap players? Uh, I think you kind of have to go in with the squad you've got. You, you get a pretty big squad, don't you? I yeah, think, you've um... got eight overseas players. And if um, I'm in charge, I mean, if I'm in charge of a not Rajasthan Royals anymore, they've yeah. they got about two. Um, if I'm if I'm Mumbai Indians and I've got a player that Rajasthan Royals are thinking would really help them, and they sneak into the sneak into the playoffs, and then it comes to the final, and uh, and he pr- produces a match-winning innings and takes the you know, takes the title away from me. I'm going to be feeling pretty stupid. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know if franchises would even be in in the sort of the mood to to help people mid tournament. Well, you could, you could. I mean, Punjab Kings have done a great job. I mean, they could loan out Moises Henriquez to Rajasthan and make them even worse. So they could do. No, he's first team now. Keep right, playing. boys. Um, we are literally ticking over at the hour mark about now. Um, so should we uh, end this show? Uh, we will be back on Friday. That's the next cricket podcast. Not tomorrow, Friday. We are playing um, cricket so, tomorrow, lads. Don't worry, we'll tell yeah. you how we do. Probably well, because um, you have a great, a former grade cricketer in the team. Yeah, yeah thank you. Re- remember, not not the podcast, a great cricketer, the establishment podcast, a great cricketer, um, mm. a, an actual mm. real park cricketer. Uh, anyway, look, that's taken a tangent, hasn't it? You can find us at the Cricket Pod on Twitter. You should go and check out our sponsor, Woodstock Cricket. Um, you should go to our Patreon and, you know, become a Patreon for, of us. Max can buy a new guitar. Uh, or you can join our channel uh, if, you would, if you'd rather do that on YouTube. And if you've been enjoying this video and stuff, subscribe and tell all your friends uh, because that's how growth happens. And we don't yet live in a post-growth world. So we, I've, we been still hoping, to... I've been hoping to grow for the last 10 years. Well, there we go. Well, uh, thank you ever so much for all your super chats, all of your questions, all of your comments. Um, If you're watching this video, um, not in the live live comments, then please leave your comments and we'll get back to you um, because Jack hasn't got a life. Um, So let's uh, let's wrap that up there, boys, and follow us at The Cricket Pod on Twitter and Instagram. You're listening to The Cricket Podcast. I think it was a disgraceful performance. And I think it should never be permitted to happen again. That is very good. Sports Social Podcast Network.